listening to The Currency. Welcome. I'm your host, Mike Gaston. This is episode number 74. The date is December 27th, 2020. And that means that this is the last episode of 2020. The last episode of The Currency for 2020. Now, I think a lot of us are looking for the last of anything that has to do with 2020. We're looking forward to getting this year behind us to move on. And I did spend a little bit of time thinking over the previous week or two about this episode and thinking to myself, well, what do I want to do in this last episode? And I thought, well, I'll do a retrospective. I'll take a look back at the year uh, 2020 and maybe cover some of the main news stories, maybe cover some of the high points of the show and the podcast, maybe talk a little bit about the business, et cetera, that I do. And I thought, eh, you know what? The, the more I just thought about that, the more I researched it, the more I looked into it, I just couldn't get myself, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just I just was like, ugh, the last thing I want to do is sit looking back at this year. I don't want to sit looking back at this year. Now, a lot of great things happened for me this year. I know some people have 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 really had some serious hardships and it's humbling. I've been there before. I, when I ran my business, my agency through 2008, 2009, some of the toughest years of my life, those experiences uh, left permanent physical lasting marks on my body and my health. Um, so I'm sympathetic to anyone that's had a time of it. I, I've had a hard time with this year because the year itself you know, it's just been discouraging emotionally, psychologically, sociologically, politically. There's just been a number, theologically, I should throw in there, a number of reasons I look at this year and I'm like, this is just not a good year, not a good year. And I know that's no surprise. Most of us feel that way. But I have to say in my own life, this has actually been a really good year. Uh, some amazing things happened. You know, my daughter, just a few weeks ago, she graduated college. She's the third of of our three children to acquire a college degree. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, we were able to do some serious work on our home. There were some things that needed addressing. We're, you know, just we were able to do some really great things. We're in the midst right now of a kitchen remodel that my uh, second son, Zach, and his wife, Faith, are working on for us. Fantastic project. I mean, just so wonderful to see them bring their skills to the table, to be able to pay them a little bit to help us and to see this kitchen come together. It's something that's needed to happen a long time. And just to see uh, them as a couple work together, to see their in ingenuity, their cleverness, and then how they work together as a unit to see Faith's skills and gifts and Zachary's skills and gifts. Just awesome. What a blessing. Uh, my eldest son, Josh, was able to join me in the consultancy. He joined me April 1st. We've been working together. He's been doing a great job. I've really enjoyed spending that professional time with him as two adults working on clients together and working on responsibilities and projects. I mean, there's just so much good. The, the business itself, the consulting practice has done really well. It's been a great year, had a handful of clients, some really great, satisfying work, been able to dig in and uh, deliver some nice projects and solve some problems and uh, hopefully be a help to the client. So there's just been a lot of good, a lot of good, but mixed in with that and overshadowing that and, and kind of coloring all of that has been this year, this year of COVID-19, this year of, of global panic, of, uh, of fear, widespread fear, this highly contentious election year. It's just been miserable. 
And some of these things can't be helped. I mean, you know, like you get a virus uh, that, that goes around. There's not much you can do about it. You get a super flu, not much you can do about it. Meaning, you know, it's going to happen. These are there are things that kind of bubble up out of nature. Now, there are some questions about where did COVID come from? And I wouldn't be stunned to learn that it came out of a lab somewhere in China. Like that would not stun me. But that's not what we're talking about today. Um, but to think, you know, that this thing kind of popped up. Okay, you, you deal with these things. Sometimes life throws you curveballs and you deal with them. But the ways that the governments have reacted to see people, you know, have their livelihoods taken from them, businesses shut down, to see neighbors fearful, to see loved ones not being able to spend time together, to see people in nursing homes suffering and dying, not just from COVID-19, but from loneliness, just not being able to feel the touch of someone they love. You know, when you've got a, when you've got a, a woman in her 90s and her, her last living daughter, her child, that, that she, her whole life, you know, probably had this girl when she was in her 20s. And now here you are seven years in and she can't see this other human being that's her own flesh and blood. She's isolated in a room somewhere in a nursing home, unable to see the people that she loves. It's just heartbreaking. I'm not trying to blame anybody for that, by the way. This isn't one of these episodes where I'm going to wag a finger at Andrew Cuomo or Donald Trump or the World Health Organization or China, et cetera. This situation, we, we can get into those kinds of conversations. And, you know, I like, I relish that. I, you know, I love getting into that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't mind pointing a finger and I don't mind, you know, putting something on the table that might be controversial. I don't care about that. But for today, for today... That's not what we're doing. I'm just saying, look, the situation is what it is and it's tough. So yeah, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time looking backwards. I don't want to go through the, you know, I did this as I was doing my research for today. I was looking at different news stories and so on. And you, you know, you, you know, you go through these like month by month, what was the news? You know, and it was like COVID-19 month by month. And then it was Donald Trump month by month and Joe Biden month by month. And it's just like, I, I, I just, I'm tired of it. Quite frankly, I'm tired of it. And I'm not saying I'm opting out. I'm not saying I'm tired of it and I don't want to talk about it. I'm tired of it and I want to stick my head in the sand. No, I'm just tired of griping and groaning about it. I'm tired of giving this stuff my mind space. I'm tired of giving it who I am. I'm not tired of the fight. I'm not tired of the truth. I'm not tired of the good. And I'm not tired of, of wanting to be faithful, to be coming the best person that I can be to bring the reality of, of God's kingdom, you know, to this world through my life. And I'm not great at that. I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm such a hero, but, but I'm not tired of those things. I'm tired of giving the bullshit my attention. I'm tired of giving it the energy and the time. Now I know I'm going to have to, I know going into 2021, I'm going to have to do this. When you, when you engage other human beings, when people are fearful, when they're, when they're living in a way that they're just trying to protect every ounce of, of their comfort and their safety that they possibly can, and, and they're ingesting and consuming all this news media, and, and they're not going outside and just breathing some fresh air and realizing that the birds are still chirping, the sun is still coming up, and God is still on the throne. When you're living in a world where people just stop doing that, you know, you're going to have to confront this stuff. And I, I've got no problem with that. But for today, you know, we're seven and a half minutes, eight minutes in for today. I don't want to sit giving this year any more attention than it deserves. 
And quite frankly, this year deserves to see the door. It's time to show this year the door. It's time to escort this year to the door. Here's your hat. Thanks for visiting. Don't come again. (laughs) Don't call me. I'll call you. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're not feeling that way. Maybe you're like, hey, you know, I don't, I think it's important to think about these things and that's fine, whatever. But I just don't want to give it more attention than it's due. Well, then what do you talk about? If it's your last episode of the season, what do you talk about? And the the flip side of this is you could sit and say, well, I'm going to do like a a new year here. I'm going to make some, you know, promises. I'm going to make some commitments. I'm going to make some goals. Yeah, I'm going to read more books. Let's talk about that. I'm going to eat, you know, ketogenic diet and trim down. Let's, I want to become a gym rat. I'm going to get more productive and blah, 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 blah. Again, I think that's kind of a misplaced energy this year. I think most of us coming into the year are not looking at the new year excited about the potential it holds. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about how they're going to better themselves. I don't think people are making little New Year's resolutions about losing weight and learning new languages and trying to be a better spouse and all that jazz. I'm just not seeing it. Now, maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm blind. Maybe I'm projecting my own life onto everybody else, but I just don't have the heart for it. I don't have the heart for the for the New Year. And every year, I'll spend time a little bit of strategizing, review the year, look at the finances, look at the business, kind of deconstruct things a little bit, decompose them. Where, you know, where was business coming from? How did I do month to month? What did I do well? What didn't I do well? What do I need to do better? What are the things I want to commit to? I, I, I map them out. I write them down I, and I keep them simple. I have a handful, like a list, just a bullet list of here's some things I want to try to accomplish in this year. I want to pay down this debt. Uh, here's, you know, here are my revenue goals. You know, here, here's uh, some personal development goals I have, you know, the career stuff and so on. Yeah, I do that every year. I'm not doing it this year. I'm absolutely not doing it. I'm not going into this year with a set of goals. I'm not going into this year with a vision. I'm not going into this year with a list of things I want to accomplish, objectives that I can measure and tick off. I read 24 books and I wrote five articles and I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I don't have the energy for it. I, I, I just don't have the heart for it. Now, you must be wondering at this point, well, jeepers, Mike. I mean, you're not going to look back at 2020. You, you're not making any... You've, it sounds like you've got no hope for 2021. What is this? Are you just giving up? Are you throwing in the towel? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If anything, right now, in this moment, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm angry motivated. I'm so irritated with the current state of the world that we live in. I'm so irritated with the current state of our society. I'm so irritated with the current state of private business in this nation. And I don't mean like I'm not criticizing private business owners. I'm talking about the environment that private business owners have to work in. I'm so irritated at the power of these giant multinational corporations and how they're in bed with their government how they get a pass. They get to sit at the trough and just hoover up the cash. They get to do the deals with the government leaders so that they get the choice opportunities. They get the pass. The laws are written for them. Everything works for them. And the little guy and the little gal struggle. I'm just tired of it. So I'm saying to you that I'm motivated to make a difference in 2021. I'm motivated to make a mark because I'm so irritated with the way that we've all been treated. You know, I got to talk just for a second, this stimulus thing that's going through right now in America. And if you're from the States, I apologize, but 
I got to talk about American politics for a second here. This stimulus package that the, the Congress put together, that essentially Americans are going to get 600 bucks a piece. Adults, I don't think children are getting this. Man, could you imagine being a kid getting a check for 600 bucks? That's like, that's, that's real money, kids. You know how many lawns I had to mow to get $600 as a kid? But every adult American is going to get a $600 check from the government. And this is this thing to supposedly help us in this time of need. $600. It's a slap in the face. I got into it on Twitter with somebody, just a comment, but you know, this, 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 you know, know it all, uh, East, you know, this Berkeley Harvard grad, literally, you know, who's, oh, I spent time in Bolivia and fighting for justice is instructing me that, well, you know, you're, you're ignorant about this because I was complaining that billions of dollars were going to other governments like, you know, tens or hundreds of millions to Pakistan for gender studies. Meanwhile, Americans are getting $600. And this person had the gall to tell me that I was misinformed that these are two separate bills and that I need to understand the mechanics and understand that and pay attention to the details because that's what really matters. And I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if these are two separate bills or one bill or whatever. Our government is sending billions of dollars overseas, billions of our dollars, by the way. This is wealth transfer. They're taking wealth from private American citizens, hardworking, working class, middle class, upper class. I don't care. They're taking your money and my money and they're sending it over to Pakistan so they can do gender studies while our neighbors are struggling. People are losing their jobs and can't feed their families. I'm outraged by this. So right now I'm motivated. I'm not motivated to run for office and all this kind of stuff. I'm not motivated to complain. I'm motivated to make a mark next year. Forget the goals, forget the revenue stuff, forget paying down the debt, et cetera. I've done that stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not going to pay down my debt. We're in a good place financially. We're in a good place. I want to keep building, you know, okay, early 50s, coming up on my mid 50s, got to start, you know, getting ready to land this airplane, make sure the money's in the bank for retirement, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I'm motivated to make a mark in 2021. Now, I talked about in the last podcast, this idea, this atypical Christian message, this idea of the baby, this hope, this child, this life, who actually, as an adult, lived his whole life not caring for his life. This is a person who knew he was going to lose his life in order that we may gain our life. He, and he did something remarkable. We're talking about Christ here. And I talked about how we can't be afraid if we're trying to hold on to our own life, if we're trying to protect our life, if we're trying to always be safe, if we're trying to make sure that we've got you know, everything all set and secure and we're just holding on and making sure that everything is safe and pleasant and enjoyable, then we're not really living. That that's not living. The only way to truly live, the only way to really experience life as it's meant to be lived is to have no concern for your life, to be willing to let it go. I'm not saying being reckless. I'm not saying, you know, jump off of cliffs to, to feel the rush. I'm not talking about being an idiot. I'm talking about engaging this world in this life without the fear of suffering pain, without the fear of losing your income, without the fear of losing your comfort, et cetera, to be brave, to be bold, to be courageous, to face life head on, not to shy away from it, not to avoid eye contact for fear of some type of retribution, but to face life head on. That's kind of where my head is at right now. I don't care about making income goals. I don't care about making career goals. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a part of me that just can't 
let that stuff go. So I, I am strategic in the way I approach things. I tend to, I, I kind of know the broad strokes. This isn't like, well, I'm going to make a big um, change, but I'm just going to wing it. I, I've been working on a direction for years. I've been making this kind of, I can't call it a pivot because a pivot's usually pretty quick, but I've been turning this ship for a while now. I know where I want to go. I've known where I've wanted to go for a while. But I am entering into this year with abandon. I'm going all in. I'm going face first. You know, so you get into a fist fight. I don't know if I've <laughs> experienced this as a kid. Oh my gosh. Uh, you get into a fist fight and you're scared. You know, if you've never been in a fist fight before, you're afraid. Nobody wants to get punched. Nobody wants to get socked in the mouth. It's not a good experience. But you know, there is something about willing being willing in a fight to lead with your face. When you're leading, when you're coming in with your face, I'm not saying make your face a target, but when you're willing to go in, what you're communicating is, I'm not trying to protect myself because all I want to do is get at you. If I can get close to you, you're done. And yeah, you might, as I'm coming in, you might get a shot in, but man, you better hope that one punch lays me out because I'm coming for you. And that's how I feel for 2021. I'm not hopeful. I just feel like I'm coming for you 2021. Now, I know that sounds like bravado. I mean, it's, it is bravado. I'm, I'm a small human being. It's a giant universe. And I can't control it. I don't have the force, the power, the strength, the will, and so on to impact the universe. So I, I don't want to sound this kind of like triumphalist, you know, jerk that, that's just going to rant into, and rave into the wind like a tough guy. Look, I could, I could collapse like a sack of potatoes. A small virus can level me. This, you know, we're all learning this about the world we live in, that we can be leveled by the smallest and microscopic of things, and that all of our science and all of our politics and all of our wealth and all of our technology can't necessarily save us. There's all this drama around the vaccine, and I hope for everybody's sake that the vaccine does what they say it's going to do and without any side effects. But quite frankly, we're placing a lot of hope on this vaccine. A lot of hope. A lot of hope. So 2021, I want to build something. I want to build something of significance. I want to build something that benefits other people. I want to help. I want to contribute. I want to give. And that's what I'm looking forward to. That's, that's what I'm talking about when I say I'm coming for you and I'm angry and I'm frustrated. I'm going all in. I'm just not going to play it safe. And, uh, you know, the currency, this podcast, that's, that's part of it. I mean, really what I'm trying to build, uh, is, is a publishing company. If you're really going to put a fine point on it, not that I articulate it that way, it's really about content creation, but that's publishing. It's, it's articles, it's videos, it's podcasts like this one, and it's building a business model around that. That's really where I'm moving towards. That isn't to say that I won't consult. I think consulting fits into that. I think consulting opportunities come, you engage them, you do great work for people. But, but really, I've, right now I have a consulting firm. That's what I'm doing. And the shift over time is really towards more of a publishing business because I feel like I can impact more people through publishing. I'm still going to consult. I'm still going to get under the hood, get into the weeds, solve real problems for real clients. But, but I want to do publishing because I can broadcast and communicate information, ideas to thousands and potentially millions of people through publishing. 
can impact lives. You know, I got a story from someone not too long ago, and I'll share it with you uh, as I bring this short podcast to a close. Uh, you know, about a year ago, I did a video and uh, it, it took off. It was on the Cybertruck. I've talked about this before. Some of you know about that. And I gained a pretty good following from that. I, I mean, the channel's currently got about 11,000, you know, just over 11,000 subscribers. But before the Cybertruck video, I was under 1,000 subscribers. So it really, for me, blew up. That's not a huge YouTube channel. I mean, a huge channel's one that's a million or more. Uh, but for me, you know, going from under 1,000 subscribers to 11,000, that's kind of a big deal. And... Um, in doing that, I, I gained an audience. Well, at one point I put out a, uh, a note saying, hey, you guys have any questions? Let me know. I'm going to put it together a video and answer questions. And somebody submitted a question essentially saying, you know, I'm in this kind of digital marketing social media space and I want to learn how to land clients. I don't know how to sell. I want to sell. How do I sell? And so in my video, I answered that question and, and essentially said in so many words, it's really not about selling. It's not about offering what you have. It's not about trying to push what you have to others. It's really trying to understand what problems others have and help them solve those problems. And the more you can help people solve their problems, the more they have confidence in you, the more they're going to hire you. Like if I tell you like a doctor, hey, I think I understand what's going on because you're telling me this hurts. I've asked you a bunch of questions. I've identified the problem and I'm explaining to you how we would fix that problem. You're going to trust me. You're going to say, please fix my problem. Thank you. And so this person listened, watched the video, listened to what I had to say and took it to heart. And within a few weeks, maybe a week or two, I can't remember, I got a message from this person. Now he lives in another country and he said, you're not going to believe this. I took what you told me and I landed my first client. And he went on to kind of give me more information. I live at home and my mother's been frustrated with me and she's been telling me and I need to, you know, get out and do something. And I've been wanting to do this business, but I don't know how to get clients and customers. And I, I listened to what you said and I did it and I got hired and I got this great contract. Like this guy listened to me and he got a contract and I, and he's a young guy. And I was just really touched by this. Like for me, that was just such a wonderful thing. Well, even the story gets even better. He just got in touch with me about a week or so ago via LinkedIn. And he messaged me and said, Hey, Mike, you're never going to believe it, but it's official. I'm launching my full time. I'm going full time into my uh, digital marketing agency as of, you know, I, I, you know, today, tomorrow, next week, whatever it was, but he'd launched his full-time business. He had a handful of clients. He was making a full-time income and he was, he was legit. He was full-time as an entrepreneur. And it just, was so touching to me. And I share this story not to say that, guys, you really should listen because my, my advice is so good, although it is pretty good. But <laughs> the reason I share this story is to illustrate why I think publishing is so important. I love consulting. I love coaching people. You know, I love helping and so on. But I think the publishing piece is so important for me because I feel compelled to help as many people as I can. And if we look at the year that we've just had and we look at the year that we think we're facing, I think 
being able to help people where they're at right now is one of the most important things that I can do. The more people that I can help live life on their own terms, the more people that I can help as entrepreneurs, the more people that I can help get better at running their business, at landing clients, at providing better services, becoming more strategic, creating more wealth uh, and creating more liberty and giving them the freedom to live life on their own terms. The more I can do that, the more people I can help with that, well, the better. And so I would just encourage you as you're looking at 2021, what is that thing that you want to do? Where is it that you want to make an impact? You're not too old to make an impact. You're not too far down your career or your path to make an impact. Now, maybe you already are. And if you are, I just want to encourage you, do not lose heart right now. Now is more important than ever. This is one of the most difficult times and so many people need help right now. So if you are already in the mix, you're an entrepreneur, you're providing a service, you've got a business, maybe it's manufacturing, maybe it's advertising, it doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, if, if you feel like you are where you need to be, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Keep fighting the good fight. And if on the other end, you're someone who's saying, I don't feel like I'm doing what I should be doing. I don't feel like I'm doing what I want to be doing. Even if you're successful, I know people in their businesses that are successful in their business and they're saying, I'm really only doing this for the money. At some point, I'm going to cash in. I'm either going to retire, I'm going to have a second career, so on. I'm going to do something different. I want to encourage you, if you're there, if you're that person, don't be fearful of taking that step sooner than later. I'm not telling you to be reckless. I'm not telling you to throw it all away. Sometimes as an adult, we've got to buckle down. I've got to make sure I'm feeding my kids. I've got to make sure, like I've made commitments. I bring a child into the world. I made a commitment to that child to give them the best life I possibly can. But material things does not equal the best possible life. Sometimes your child observing you be heroic and make a tough decision and make a change in your life so that your life can have more meaning Doing that as an example to your son or daughter can be more of a gift than giving them every material desire and possession and experience possible. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in your life right now, whether you're already in the game or you feel like I'm not in the game, but I want to get in the game and I don't know how to get in the game. You've got to have the courage to make the first step. You've got to be willing, like Peter in the boat, to step out of the boat and walk towards Christ. I love that picture. And if you don't know that parable, definitely look it up. But it's the story of the uh, some of the disciples uh, in a boat and there's a storm and they're scared. And then Jesus comes walking to them and, and Peter's like, whoa, Jesus is walking across. I'm mixing up my parables here, but Jesus walking across. He's catching up to He's just walking on the water. And Peter's like, hey, I want to walk on water too. And Jesus is like, well, all right, come on, come to me. And Peter steps out of the boat and he's literally walking on water. He's like, wow, I'm walking on water. And he's moving towards Christ. But as soon as he takes his eyes off the Lord and he kind of looks at his feet and he sees the waves lapping up around his ankles and he realizes what's really going on, he gets scared. And as he gets scared, he starts to sink. And as he sinks, he cries out to the Lord and says, Lord, you know, save me. And of course the Lord does. But you have to be willing to take that step is my point. And I want to just encourage you, whatever it is on your heart, if you feel that you could be making more of an impact, if there's something that captivates your imagination, that captivates your heart, that you feel you need to be doing, but you haven't had, you know, the, the ability or the courage or the opportunity, please consider stepping out of that boat. Please consider moving forward. 
The, the world needs your gift. The world needs what you have to offer. It doesn't mean that you do it for glory. It doesn't mean that you do it because you're, you know, Mother Teresa. I'm not, you know, it's not all, it's not, I mean, altruism is great, but I'm not trying to tell you that you have to be totally altruistic. I'm just saying you're created for a purpose. You're designed for a reason. Each one of us is different. And if there's something that's on your heart, I want to encourage you to step out and follow that thing. Because now more than ever, you know, we need what you have. And also for your sake, you don't know how much time you have left. So, of course, I've taken this to kind of a place that's like, oh, gosh, Mike, <laughs> you're telling me hurry up and do my thing. I don't know how much time I have left and, you know, step out of the boat, keep my eyes on the Lord. I don't mean to make this thing a heavy thing, guys. I'm just saying I'm done this year with strategic goals, tactical goals, you know, measurables, KPIs, you know, financial, this, that, and the other thing. I, I just... I just want to be a bomb drop. I want to leave a mark. And I know the only way to really do that is to step out a little bit and go all in for the thing that I know I'm trying to build. Often I'm trying to build it on the side or I just give it some time and slowly pick away. And this year I have to go all in. That's just all there is to it. So I hope that you'll be along for the ride. I'm grateful for all these listeners to the podcast. I'm grateful for the folks on the YouTube channel. It's been phenomenal to see these communities grow. There's an overlap there. So thank you so much for being part of my audience. I hope that what I do has been useful to you. I hope that you find not only entertainment, but encouragement. You get insight and maybe equipped to uh, do your thing just that much better. Guys, uh, I love you all. And I do wish you a phenomenal 2021. I'll catch you all in the next episode. See you next year.